Welcome back to Pitch Invasion, and we're about to go into the second segment of the show, which will be headlined, of course, as pretty much every show building up to the weekend uh, football by El Clasico. And it's a game that comes during a period where Barcelona have gone to a large extent in rewriting a lot of the wrongs that went, uh, that, that sort of happened over the last uh, month or so. Whereas for Real Madrid, Emika, uh, things are basically gone from bad to worse. You know, someone said um, a while back that um, they were not going to miss Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. You know, but it's looking like, you know, somehow that number seven shirt needs needs to need to put some money behind mm. behind the number seven shirts. Otherwise, Lopetegui is is, is going to regret not staying with Spain for the World Cup. <laughs> I mean, what a dramatic 2018 he's had. <laughs> he, he, he came into to, into the year looking to ready Spain for what we all thought was going to be a real threat at the World Cup because they were based on how they were playing. And then uh, in, in uh, October, he might not finish October with the club. You know, he probably thought, you know what, I can see there's Ronaldo there, there's um, Isco and this. Mm. If I can just get the guys to work around Ronaldo, he probably didn't foresee Ronaldo <laughs> leaving. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, for Real Madrid heading into this game, um, you know, let's cut to the chase. It's going to determine Lopetegui's future, mm. right? There's no other way to put it. Um, I think uh, for his sake, uh, a point would do. If I were him, I, this is going to sound strange for an El Clasico, but if he's got any interest invested in saving his job, mm. he needs to find a way to salvage a point. Because why, why are you wishing for for, <laughs> no, for no, draws no, no. In, in the biggest derby? In two big derbies of the, of, of the weekend. Con- <laughs> context, Amika. Context. Context. You know, right? is <laughs> trying to save his job, okay? And if he tries to go... That's the one thing about Barcelona um, that I like over all the other teams, mm. you know, I've watched in my entire life. Barcelona is not a team that's going to set up for a draw. Yeah. Right? No. They can't. It's not like in the DNA, right? They don't set up for a draw. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's not within their DNA. So, you know Barcelona are going to go all out and they've got that incentive of, you know, let's do this for Messi. Let's do this yeah. for a star player. Yeah. For Real Madrid, right? They have to do it for themselves, first mm. of all. They have to do it for their coach. They have to do it for the league position. But for Lopetegui, he has to do it for himself, period. <laughs> and I don't know how he thinks he's going to save his job mm. if he does not get a win or a point. Look, Zidane struggled to beat Barcelona. Yeah. I, don't, I can't think of so, a Real Madrid coach in the past I, I don't know 10, how Lopetegui thinks he's going to literally go and blow the doors down at Barcelona. Yeah. So his best hope to save his job is for a point. On a there's, Barcelona there's no Messi. There's no Messi in this game. It helps game. his cause. It does help his cause. There's no Messi, right? There is no Messi, mm. granted. But, you know, there's no CR7 at Real Madrid either. Mm. So, this they cancel each other out. Then you then look at the, you know, who's the most informed of all the players. And it's the Barcelona players. Yeah. The one strange thing that uh, coming into this game, um, I think is going to be quite um, interesting for Barcelona over the past El Clasico is that Barcelona primarily have um, dominated El Clasico because of a starting 11. Mm. They really haven't had much, you know, help on the bench. But coming into this game, Barcelona actually have guys on the bench. Like, I mean, if things go pear-shaped, they can pull Vidal in, they can pull, if they're going to add Malcolm in the squad, if Dembele starts, yeah. you know, yeah. if Artur starts. They've got guys that can call up from the bench or from, you know, wherever to actually 
aid within the performance. You're saying uh, Real Madrid doesn't have bench. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is with Real Madrid, they don't have Real Madrid this season. They just don't have anything. They don't have anything. Have we? Have we? Have we? Or let me say, yeah, okay. Let have we seen uh, perhaps a case of? It's a very different, different challenge for a a. A, a squad player, a bench player to come in and then have to now start. If you look at Vasquez, if you look at, 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 at Asensio, they, they did great things for Madrid coming off the bench and making an impact. Now that Ronaldo's not there and eyes are on them to, okay, uh, now you are starting more than you did. So where's the impact there? Cause I don't, uh, we're not seeing it. We're not seeing it. I, I think a lot of it has to do with also with how the team is set up by the mm. coach. Um, you know, with Zidane, there was a time two seasons ago where he even started some games with, with Asensio and Vasquez yeah. and, he, yeah. and, and he left some of these guys out on the bench. So um, at the end of the day, you know, you, you got to ask yourself, oh, the way Madrid is set up, you know, are they set up with this mindset that this is a the team they're putting out? Because someone pulled a joke about saying, you know, uh, they have one funny guy called Mariano as number seven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and no no discredit to the guy, but, you know, you need to, to, to try and look at a team like like like, like, like Madrid, where where they, they usually set up as an attacking unit. The reason why Mourinho left, the reason why at the point even, um, I think... Um, Benitez. Benitez. Mm. It's because the team wasn't set up with an attacking mindset mm. where... You know they can destroy anybody that 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 they come up against, and that that for me is mm. is their problem. I think I agree with that fully because again, if Paula says this is Lopetegui is like it's a big you know deciding game for his future at Madrid, we we can't discount the fact that he's actually got. The weapons Madrid still have the weapons to actually hurt Barcelona. Plans, the way Barcelona, the, the way that Barcelona have been defending, Madrid should come together. Uh, uh, you know, Bale, uh, Benzema, these guys can hurt uh, Barcelona. So, in in that sense, well, uh, would it be a surprise if Madrid at Barcelona pull off a win? You know, it wouldn't be a surprise because it's El Clasico, yeah. right? But you know, they've had these weapons when they're all firing before, and they still didn't beat Barcelona, mm. right? So they, they had it when CR7 was at the peak of his powers. Mm. They played Barcelona last year when Barca had ten men for the majority of the game, and you know, needed a miracle goal from Bale yeah. uh, to salvage a point. So you know, even with all these attacking weapons this time, they're there. But you know, there's something. You know, they're not firing mm. this year. So that's why I was saying, look, I'm not advocating for a draw in this. Game. I'm just saying that disclaimer. in Lepotegi's case, yeah. right, your, the attacking prowess that you have is not clicking, it's not firing, goals are not being scored, right? So, if that is the case and your job is on the line, you're going to Barcelona, your attack is not working, you might as well work on your defense. Mm. You might as well work <laughs> on your defense. So, that's what I'm saying. It might be to his best interest, you know, set up counter-attack, but in the back of his mind, you know, keep a draw in his pocket because yeah. that might save him from the sack. Okay. For, 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 for Barca, I think, you know, this is one El Clasico where they don't have Messi and they don't have Iniesta. Mm. So it'll be kind of strange to see if uh, Coutinho will get a different role. Yeah. You know where he doesn't have I to come to, from yeah. that 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 uh, you know left wing mm. coming in. Maybe he'll step a bit more into the middle yeah. and try and be the, the fulcrum of the team. Um, but you know it's, it'll be it'll be interesting. I think I think we're going into uncharted territory. And you know the other thing, like you mentioned with no Iniesta and Messi, is that this might be the game 
you know, where the, the hierarchy at Barcelona, you know, they're going to probably, <laughs> obviously they record every game, but this game will be recorded and it will be kept there and they'll be saying, what a reminder. <laughs> In about a couple of years time, there will be no Messi. This yeah. is what we have, <laughs> yeah. right? So let's have a close examination of this squad, right? There, there are some guys that are still, I mean, going to be there for a very long they'll time. Buy, they'll, Coutinho, buy, they'll buy Hazard. Dembele and so forth. Mm. And they can look at this game and say, okay, this is how we lined up with no Messi, no Iniesta and so forth, yeah. right? So fill in the pieces. Where do you think? So mm. it's also quite a, a big game for Barca going it's, it's, down the road. I think it, it, it all fits into the bigger picture. I mean, it's, 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 it's been a very strange season in La Liga. And I had a glance at the standings uh, uh, after the weekend and I saw Espanola up to second. Uh, Girona, Sevilla, up in the Girona. I'm just like, <laughs> there's a lot happening. Madrid, you know, down in, was it, what is it, is it seventh? seventh? You know, their worst position yeah, they were, they were in, even, after nine games. They were even, one lower. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, for so me, I just, a, it's a very I, I just think that, so far. that it's, it's not a bad thing at the end of the day. We want to be able to see um, La Liga is not, not just Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yeah. We want to see, you know, in the past, Valencia, Sevilla, yeah, Bilbao, you know, Atletico, Atletico Madrid, Madrid, Atletico yeah. Bilbao. But now you have, you know, like you have in England where you have almost like a top seven or mm. eight. Yeah, top six. And then, you know, if I, if I look at first half, Leicester yesterday, I thought they were pretty much um, they showed top four stuff the way, yeah. the way they played so with La Liga we want to see seven or eight teams mm. in, the, in the contest and not uh, these two so maybe not having Ronaldo and to an extent um, well not Messi is only temporary but you know if we have less of that yeah. um, alien style type players in those yeah. two big teams Maybe we'll have a more competitive league. Well, I mean, I, I can just think of an, the number of times in the past, maybe three, four seasons, where in La Liga, uh, teams have basically batted Barcelona, but then in the end, Barca win, and and the the the, the, the feedback or you know a lot of the players and the coaches were like, had Barca not had Messi, we would have beaten. Them. I, I'm just trying. To, it's probably a good 10, 11 games where in the past three or four seasons, Barca have not been at the best, but been rescued by uh, the alien, I guess, uh, influence that uh, Imika speaks about. But perhaps we are. Perhaps maybe we are getting a glimpse into the future, as Paula has put it. And uh, I'm not sure if it does look uh, great as far as La Liga is concerned in terms of quality, uh, competitive nature. Perhaps uh, that's the the, the one uh, really. Well, good well, thing well perhaps we we'll see. We'll mm. see um, a bit more players coming through the ranks, like how Asensio and Vasquez came through. Mm. Um, maybe it's a chance as well for, for for them to promote some players. Yeah. And, you know, with Spain, there's always never a dirt of talent. Mm. We'll, we'll find there could be some, some kid. Who I'm surprised about is the Norwegian kid that Madrid signed a few years ago. Uh, Odengard. Oh. You know, I thought you know, oh, by now. Yes, yes, and then if yes, I look yes. at also the Barcelona team before FIFA banned them, they had so much. I mean, I remember yeah. uh, my time in Barcelona when I would go and watch the, the, the youth team. They had some incredibly talented players mm. that, you know, just got swept away with this whole FIFA team. The players that they got in the way they got Messi. Yeah. At the age of 11. To, but there's a kid called Ben Lederman who's actually gone to, I think he's gone to Belgium now. American kid, left-footed, brilliant. Uh, was one of the reasons why they why they also also got banned. But have we have we, have we, have we forgotten Isco? What, what's what's going on? <laughs> have we forgotten him? What you, you know? Um, what's the, happening with him? The interesting thing is that, like you pointed out, with uh, Ronaldo leaving, 
is that you know you you touched on it on you know post Ronaldo post Messi era is that this just should highlight to people the level that these guys were yeah they were, they were a different level right? altogether you know obviously as a competitors of these guys obviously some of them played with them but as you know other competitors always you know thought they got favors you know Messi Ronaldo always got heads up for the awards and so yeah. forth but there's that other aspect of carrying that burden mm. you know that burden you do not wish upon anybody when you know that you know if the team lose the cameras automatically pan to you yeah. you didn't score you know if it wins you take all the accolades and yeah. so forth so i think guys like isco and um you know to an extent suarez is also you know facing this somewhat because he's also not in form mm. but uh, you'll probably see it in el clasico now when messi's gone those type of players that you know because messi and ronaldo have dominated the spotlight and and, and held the burden right you've envied that you want to be at that level but i think there's an un- underestimated how much pressure there actually is mm. yeah, exactly because i mean ronaldo's you know he scored only one goal last week but he got on the got a, got on the headlines for just the number yeah you know that that the goal was so you know and that's what i saw the they, goal was they are another tapping yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a tapping but you know it's it's what is number <laughs> goal number 400 and that uh, is also part of your fiftieth tap in one bicycle, writing the history. Twelve free kicks. No, no, you're not giving him credit, my brother. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. But uh, uh, I guess the question still remains: Then, does El Clasico still demand the same uh, hype, the same attention? Is it still the biggest football game in club football? Look, um, I watched El Clasico, you know, when. I'm trying to think of that boss when Rivaldo had left, mm. you know, and there was Saviola, there was just, you know, Saviola, Clivert, and Raul, and Luis um, um, Enrique, and, and all those guys. So yeah. this is before Messi, this is even before Ronaldinho, you know, there was El Clasico before then. And right now, you know, you still have Coutinho, you still have Suarez, you know, you still have Rakitic. There's a uh, Dembele was also exciting. Arturo is exciting. Mm. Sergio Busquets is there. You know, there's Modric, Ramos, there's, there's Ma- Modric, there's Isco, there's Bale, yeah. there's Benzema, Kroos is there. Yeah. So there's still a galaxy of stars in this game. Obviously, the two biggest stars mm. aren't there, but there's still enough meat on the bone. Now, it'll, it'll be a good game. Yeah. I, ultimately, without, without those two players, the whole world will watch. But um, certain players will want to write write their own chapters yeah. in this in this. Uh, in this game, so yeah. it'll be, it'll be, I mean, a classical will always be a classical. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I guess th- th- there's your answer if you did have that question. Will it be still a good game to watch? And uh, I think we all agree that uh, it's only... Uh, and it won't be a draw. Want to witness the world's best football leagues from a front row seat? Supersport puts you front and centre for all the scintillating action of the Premier League, La Liga, UEFA Champions League, the new UEFA Nations League, APSA Premiership and now the Serie A. Follow the stars in every game that matters, live in HD. The 2018-19 season, it's front row football on Supersport. Well, while that is going on, uh, those who are in the title race at the moment over in England will be looking to ensure that they're still there uh, come the end of uh, this coming weekend. And uh, again, I mean, we've seen Chelsea. We saw how they performed against United. A lot of people saying that's championship mentality. But I think we, I think, or, or rather, let me put this to Paula because he's he started by bringing his side into the whole picture. Are we still seeing Liverpool City as the two title favourites? Um. 
I, I need someone to explain to me what title favorites actually ah, here we go. is the definition. This is what happens when your team for, goes on a for me, run. Can someone explain that definition? All of a Liverpool sudden, don't finish quite. fourth last season. <laughs> They've started okay this season. Title favorites. Well, I, someone explain that to me, right? We're, we're on the same points as them mm. on goal difference, but the question is asked, is Liverpool, you know, are Liverpool title contenders? How? When they're on the same points as us. Right? Okay, Liverpool, so, and, Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool and Arsenal. Okay. Liverpool and Arsenal will play in two weeks or so. He, he wants to restructure Can, can I something. restructure let's, the, the, let's hear this one. Yeah. the program for a yeah. sec, right? Guys, listen. We've played City and Manchester, and Manchester City. And you lost. What type and, and you lost. And we lost. Yeah. Right? We lost. And we are only two points you know, behind the title uh, of the... Say it, say it, say it. points behind. Behind the title contenders. Behind the title contenders. But yes. we're on the same <laughs> le- level of points with Liverpool. Level of points... No, no, you're not, you're not. Liverpool and, and Man City are on the same number of points. Sorry, it's, it's uh, Chelsea that I'm talking about. Sorry, yes. it's Chelsea. We're, yeah. we're, um, we're level points with Chelsea, right? So we're two points behind uh, Liverpool. Now behind Liverpool and Man City, behind Liverpool and Manchester City, the, the two okay. the two title the, favorites. Don't get me started on that, <laughs> right? For me, as an Arsenal fan, I'm thinking: if you had told me at the start of the season that your first two games will be against the two teams in the top three, mm. you lose both. But guess what? Come the you know middle of November, end of, uh, end of October, sorry, right? You'll be within two points from both of those sides. Mm. Right? I'm like, you know what? I will take that. Considering that, you know, we, we were playing a team that was sewn together. Yeah. You know, the World Cup, some guys hadn't come back, new coach and so forth. We've had injuries. So if you're an Arsenal fan looking into the future, it is quite a bright future because think about it this way as well. Okay. We are here to actually find that third gear, right? Third, fourth, fifth gear. I know we've beaten uh, Fulham by five. Uh, we just uh, crushed uh, Leicester. But you can still see there's something missing. There's a piece missing. Mm. And if Arsenal can just keep this momentum until January, for example, if we get a bit of money or sell, you know, someone like Ramsey who might not stay and just add to that squad, we're going to be dangerous. But when you look at a team like uh, Ma- uh, Chelsea, for example, right, they've beaten Arsenal and they've drawn with Manchester United. Both those games were at home. Mm. I think they're going to have troubles when they have to go to Old Trafford and they have to come to the Emirates. Their strikers are not firing. Um, you know, Chelsea's defense, to be honest with you, is not as good as I, I thought it was. Looking at Liverpool, um, you can clearly see with Liverpool that if if Mane doesn't do it, Salah's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay? But now, when when they come to the Emirates, the trouble that they're going to have is that we're going to be more organized than they've ever faced because the coach that we're going to have actually sets up the team for different opponents. He doesn't just throw in a same cookie-cutter formation mm-hmm. and hopes for the best. Now... What does that mean for Arsenal in terms of the context of the league? If we get the money that they say that we might get in January, right? We might. If we sign another holding midfielder and another wide player, because we are looking at wide players, right? We will have something to counter for the rest of the league's top teams, because we don't have pace out wide. Mm. We're playing sometimes Mkhitaryan. Iwobi's good, but he's not that quick, okay? So if we just... He was quick quick in the game against Leicester. Yeah, he was quick against Leicester, but he's not (laughs) lightning quick. If we just get that... What do you want him to do? By January, right? (laughs) Run out of the pitch. If we get that piece by January, Amita, I'm telling you right now, Mark Man, at, at one point he had he even ran faster than the ball and they had this ball over the, over the top. That's how quick he was. So I don't even know what he wants. Look, okay, Arsenal, so. Arsenal for me, very impressive the way they've overcome their earlier. In fact, I, I, if you recall, I did say even at the beginning that I thought 
you know, there was something in that in that team the way they were setting setting them up, and they just needed to work hard. And who impressed me even the most was was Ozo, you know, because you know he was left out of the team a couple of weeks ago but you see he's back now with a different mentality because he's kind of realizing that one he's got the right attacking players who run into positions so he, you know he's able to give those passes I, I thought his goal against Leicester was, was brilliant and by the way Leicester could have been out of sight in the first half they, they had a legitimate uh, penalty claim which wasn't given and they had they had chances however I thought Arsenal in the second half you know you know, came back really, really good into the and you know, Aubameyang. I think he's gonna score a lot more goals if if also is playing playing the way he played in that game. If he, if he comes back, if also that from, keeps keeps giving him keeps the ball instead the ball, of shooting, yeah, then yes, exactly. He will he will score. He will score. <laughs> so I, I think that you know this season um, the the race will be uh, Man City. Liverpool, Chelsea, and I'm putting Arsenal in Arsenal, the in the yeah. mix. And you know, I'm, I'm not being sentimental. Sound yeah. like you've named it. Is that the order? No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not the order. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not the Man City. No, it's not. It's not the order. The thing is, um, Man City has a very commanding um, goal defense already that they've built up. Um, but you know. Will they go as far as they did last season? I doubt because they're going to come up against a more a more difficult Arsenal when they play again. Mm-hmm. They're going to come up against Chelsea and everyone. I tell you why I you know I'm very skeptical of Man City this year. I don't think the Premier League is um, the focus at Man City this year, and I think it's the Champions League. And they've had a bad start in the Champions League. So I'm, I, I foresee Pep rotating that squad a lot. I mean, he's already killing my fantasy by rotating. <laughs> you know, I never know who's going to start for Man City, right? So you can see where the priority is. He's rotating that squad every week. There's almost a different starting lineup. So I think the priority for Man City, I can see them slipping in the league. Uh, I can see them just, you know, maybe keeping their eye, you know, more on the Champions League. And uh, some surprise results coming their way, either a surprise loss or a surprise draw mm. or a surprise exit from the FA Cup, right? And I, I, I really don't think Man City will go all gung-ho for the league title this year. I think for them it's the Champions League. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if a team like a Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal sneak in into that position. Because for a team like Arsenal, the Europa League, um, the incentive for the Europa League is guaranteed Champions League. Yeah. But for the morale of the club, you want to be up there. Mm. So there's a lot to play for on the pitch. Chelsea is... Yeah, yeah. has, has the, the small um, case of distance and Tottenham they, where they have to decide whether they want to get finish above Tottenham or not. No, that was twice in like the last five or many years. That's not going to happen again. You're listening to the Pitch Invasion Podcast, the podcast for football tribalists. Okay, okay. So, I mean, okay, just based on, on, on the points that you guys are making, okay, all that... Is uh, not writing off Man City, but I'm not, not writing them off. Not trusting. Them. No, not to say I'm not trusting them, but yeah. I'm saying that you know what? I don't think the focus for them is the Premier League. So I don't think they will go all gung ho on the Premier League like they did last season. Okay. So okay. So there's that, and then there's also then your point in saying that Liverpool are not the the, the sole challengers to Manchester City this season. 
Liverpool, you've got three fantastic, fine uh, African talents in your team. Which player, though, African player, is currently running the show as far as European football is concerned? Can I just uh, throw this guy's name uh, in the mix? Because we're going to need to start um, hunting this guy as South Africans, uh-huh. right? Because um, what he did over the weekend was landmark. Uh, Lebo Mutiba yeah. scored the winning goal for Strasbourg against Monaco. Now, the irony to that was that that was Thierry Henry's first game yeah. uh, as manager. And uh, Thierry Henry's first game for France was against South Africa <laughs> at the World Cup. So, how's the irony of that? So, that guy, um, I think that's three games on the trot now he scored for Strasbourg. Mm-hmm. And Strasbourg, I think they're still in seventh seventh or eighth place there in the French League. So, you know, he's propelled them to a level where, you know, they could contend for the Europa League. And uh, they've got PSG coming up, I think, December 5th, somewhere there. They've got PSG. So Mm. we'll be able to see him on a broader uh, scale of things. And for South African football, you know, this is another export. What we're good at, we always export attacking players. We're very good at that. I mean, Bartlett, McCarthy, um, McCarthy. Uh, Steven Pienaar, Yes Mutiba right now. Zuma. Zuma. So we're always good at uh, exporting attacking talent. Uh, So this is another one. Masinga. and so forth. This is another one that uh, you might want to add uh, in that list. And for me, what I like with Lebo Mutiba is that he's a guy that, you know, he's got his eye for goal. Mm. And the goal that he scored against Monaco, that's pure, pure, pure class finish. So if he can keep that up for the next, you know, two, three months, also, there could be some teams in January that could be saying, listen, guys, um, he's already got national team yeah. playing quite regularly. So there could be some teams that are saying, guys, listen. I guys, hear you. I hear you. About, I hear you about, about, about Motiba. But, you know, apart from you, all three of us here talking about Motiba, is anyone, because his question is, is, is African player that's lighting up everywhere. And, you know, is it, has he done enough? He's building that play. He's building his profile. He's you know, with, so he just ruined Thierry Henry's day. <laughs> I agree, but I'm saying, is he doing enough? Well, who the, he who, is. Who, he is. Who, who's, who's, I'm going to answer the question. I think it's three games on the trot now that he scored for Strasbourg. Right? Three games on the trot. And I think in those three games, um, I could be wrong, but uh, two of those three, they were winning goals out of two of the three, including a brace, by the way. So what? And he's playing at the top flight French league, guys. He's not playing against... You know, guys that are, you know, chefs and then by six o'clock, you know, they're training. You know, this is a top flight French league. Okay, thank so. you. Thank you. Thank you very much. But 
he, we, we need to see see him keep keep it up um, for 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 another couple of weeks, and then we'll. But you know, okay. credit to him. I, I'm often. No, no, I mean, quite, I, I mean, usually, I, I don't want to talk about the, the usual suspect, but I want to say that if there's one player that's 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 impressed, it's it's Iwobi. Mm. How how he's, you know, gone from almost. Is he is he your is he your man of the match against player? Leicester? I think for me in 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 well against Leicester, he, man of the match. From, he, he had a very good game, but I'm saying that his consistency and the, he's kind of forced his way into the into the the team against all odds yeah and even with Ozo on the pitch you know it was refreshing to see him in in in, in action um Sadio Mane started out quite quite well but I think um struggled through the, the last couple of, of games but who I was surprised about was, was Mo Salah you know so much he scored from a corner kick for Egypt against uh you say that's what <laughs> I say Swaziland he scored from, and then he got injured and then there was this whole thing that he'll be out for for weeks and whatever. But I think, you know, Musala has been under so much pressure that, like, I'm sure the doctor will be, will be telling him, oh, you know, you're gonna be down for another three weeks. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he wakes up in the night and and, and discharges himself. It could, it could be the other way around. It could be the Liverpool doctor saying, no, 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 you're only out for two days. Meanwhile, he's out for three weeks. Which they know they <laughs> But I think with him, with him as well, just the way he plays, it, it's one of those. I mean, touch wood. Like he, doesn't, good, he doesn't get injured, you know. Yeah, yeah, true. Because the way he plays, he could, could be one of those where he can tear hamstring like this and and be out for you know for. Even no, like no, no one even expected him to go to the World Cup, and yeah, he yeah. somehow managed to to yeah. get himself, even though he wasn't um, in in peak uh, shape. But he, but he scored a good goal uh, for Liverpool. You know, I was I was uh, watching highlights on Villarreal or something like that and I remembered Cedric Bakambu where is he? he's in China oh, he's, Cedric Bakambu is the most expensive African player transferred really? in the history of, uh, of yeah, football and the man, the man, the man did really well at Villarreal I, can I be honest with you there was a point where I, I was you know we were covering La Liga and I've been watching Cedric Bakambu yeah. and I'm saying guys it's, I cannot believe he's nobody's so looking at him so, he's so good I, I cannot believe really but, yeah, but unfortunately you know with African players if you think about Oh, if I need to earn so much money so that I come back to Africa and change it and get more more money, that mindset <laughs> needs to change. But Real's a striker who, funny enough, is also another African guy who also resembles. So uh, I keep forgetting his name. Um, I'll think about it as the show goes on. Yeah. He also resembles um, Cedric Bakambu. He's also another striker. He's also one to look out for. But you know who I think um, is another player that you know for me in terms of uh, in Europe. Uh, is, is is sort of um, you know making his name. Um, I don't want to say making his name, but uh, is uh, is building his uh, portfolio. Is uh, Didi? Oh yes. Yeah, he's Didi is yes. really really. Yes. Uh, honestly, I know. Obviously, it's, it's N'Golo Kante. You know, for most people. But if you want to look at the, you know the next sort of yeah. wave of players that's gonna you know fill that void that role, Wilfred Didi is really really. No, um, he's become a, a, a huge putting player. his hand yeah. up there. He's become and a I mean, against player. Arsenal, I was watching him carefully against Arsenal. He hardly makes mistakes. Yeah. He always passes at the right time. He doesn't concede too many fouls, and he's a good reader of the game. Yeah. I think, I think the, one, the one thing I find with his game is he's got this mentality where it's almost like he gets better every game. Mm. You know, he gets better every yeah. game. I mean, 
to for Bafana he will be missing because he got he got an unnecessary yellow card yes, against against, Ooh, against, goodness, against Libya. But mm. not you know you you see him and think maybe because of his size mm. you know he's more of a power player. But he's very um, he technically gifted. Kill, and then yeah. there's something that he did in that Arsenal game. The goal that that uh, the, the first goal the the, the first goal, or the, the only goal for Leicester yes it, it was his pass yes he, you know said she will that, yeah sorry uh, it's a uh, call Toko Ekambi yes the ca the Cameroonian Villarreal yes call Toko Ekambi uh, where's 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 our where's our defenders? Where's the big African central? No 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 no. Well, let's ask you. What is Eric Bailly? What's happened with Eric Bailly? I, 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 I thought Kulibali did well against Liverpool for, I, Napoli, I for Napoli. Oh, Kulibali. No, to no, me, he's, 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 he is a he's seventy quality. million pound move away uh, from being at uh, you know something like Real Madrid yeah. or Bayern Munich or something like that because he is the real deal. To answer your question, Eric Bailly. If you're Eric Bailly and you are down on the picking order behind Chris Smalling and Victor Lindelof. Can you imagine? Clearly, it's got nothing to do with, with, with your ability. Clearly, it's just the coach who is not, I guess, buying your story. That, that's, that's my answer. Before we wrap up, let's quickly talk uh, fantasy. Paul has already spoken about uh, Jose Mourinho and messing. I mean, not Mourinho, rather. Pep Guardiola Pep. messing up. Uh, in fact, I hear that a lot from, from a lot of people who play fantasy. If you are going to be buying Manchester uh, City players, especially the attackers, Oof, I'm so sorry, but Even you're gonna defense, have. Kyle Walker of nowhere. Else <laughs> I, I mean, if you if you want to go for any Man City player, just go with Sterling. I think he's he's. Uh... But he didn't start. I know. He didn't See, start. Uh, yeah, you in know a world I mean? where they, he just destroyed Spain, Simon. and then the next game yeah. he doesn't start. Can you imagine? You know, Otamendi last year was you know raking points last yeah. season, and then this year he's. You and know, they're just way too expensive yeah. for you to take that gamble on yeah. them. But uh, who's 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 uh. Making doing waves or doing. I uh, saw so Hazard only got like ha one point last week. Hazard weekend. had a he had a, uh, a very you know poor week by yeah. his really high standards. We've, yeah. seen, we've seen this 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 season. But I'm trying to um, think of. I would still put put Hazard in my team. Put the, the 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 sort of expensive players that did actually score. You know, I I want to Salah. Salah. Oh, Salah. Salah. I want to give score. my brother a shout out for this because heading into the game against Leicester, I. I was laughing at him when the starting lineup came and I said, ah, like I said, starting Aubameyang is on the bench. And I said, well, you know, I've got like a Z and, you know, it's against Leicester. I can see a nice brace. <laughs> and he was like, ah, you talk so soon. You'll see Aubameyang is going to come off the bench. Uh, I, think, I, think, I think Aubameyang And now. that's what he did. If, if, <laughs> all, what did. if we see this Ozil again, mm. I, which I believe, I believe we'll see mm. because... There seems Against to be weak there's no, 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 there, there, there seems to be a new spirit. No more Germany. To, there's a new spirit. You know, there's a new spirit in, yeah. this, in this Arsenal yeah. team that um, I think also, you know, was kind of unhappy. But would but, you take? What, you see, the, the question here then should be, Amika, would you invest in Mesut Because my problem is that I don't know how often those performances are going mm. to come. Right. I'm not sure how, you know, whereas Obama Yang, for me, I think, you know what, he might be a, a worthy investment because, you know, okay, he no, might definitely, not start, definitely but Obama as you saw against Leicester, as you saw against... If, Paul, I, was, you know, if I was the coach, the if I was the coach, I will, I will start him and Lacazette up front. I don't, I, I don't, I never understand why that, I don't understand why 10 games into the season that, that hasn't happened enough. You know, but what I said is that, you know, when things start clicking with yeah. Arsenal, right, when Emery just finally puts the right pieces together, because like I said, in January, there's talks that we could be adding a, um, a, a winger, an out-and-out winger. Is this going to be and a who's starting that winger? Who's, right? that, win who's that winger? Right. 
It's it could be uh, what's second division. Uh, no, no, Under from uh, uh, from Roma. French, there French second that, division. There are talks that it could be him. Under from Roma. There's still these rambling talks about Dembele on loan. So who knows? But my point is, you know, as the season unfolds, right, and you know, people start putting uh, Emery starts putting the pieces together, that might happen. But you know who I think is slowly, slowly becoming a sleeper uh, in fantasy. That I think you know what I I even actually had to. Uh, make some adjustments to make sure that I definitely, definitely, definitely get this player. I think it will be. Oh, okay. I think it will be because okay. when I look at it now, I, I'm looking at the situation. I'm thinking, okay, Arsenal don't actually have anybody rivaling it will be in his position. There's nobody actually challenging for his position, and he's doing a good job at making sure it's difficult to take him off. Yeah. I know there's Welbeck in the mix and so forth, but, no. you know... Guys, Welbeck is, is, is not and in any coming, mix. Iwobi is also threatening to score. And he's also, yes. you know, yes. coming in with assists. So, I think he's a sleeper. Okay. All right, so we wish uh, all of you who are fantasy... And he's cheap. He's below six or something. Fa- fantasy like managers all the best going into the weekend. Uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of uh, maybe not games where you take our bankers, but a lot of games where you would expect uh, the, the... I guess maybe the big boys to, to walk away with some sort of uh, positive result quick one word prediction sorry to Derby Pirates 2-1 Pirates 2-1 Pirates 3-2 okay Um, uh, El Clasico El Clasico um, honestly I think uh, 4-1 Barcelona Amiga Real Madrid 1-0 okay All right. Uh, I, I, does it? Give us your I'm a, I'm a lover of, of everything peace. So I'm going to go with a Chiefs draw. 2 1 victory. Uh, and I'm going to go with a Barcelona. No, Peter, no Castro. Chiefs well. are going to score two goals. Yep. Yep. 2 1 as well. That's that's me. You will got, El you Classico? guys. I have no and, doubt. And El Classico? Uh, Barcelona, a 2 1 win. 2 1. Yeah. Yes. You guys will, I have no doubt, uh, call me out on this next week if, if that's not the case. No, we won't even win that in I'm next going week. with the Chiefs. I'm going That's why there's Twitter and, and WhatsApp. I'm, 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 that's, that's, that's where I am. Going into the weekend, I see uh, Chiefs pulling off a win here. But uh, that is episode 11 done and dusted. And again, we'll uh, see you on the other side of the two big derbies coming up this weekend. Good luck to all your teams as well and all your fantasy teams as well. May the likes of Salah and Kane and all those uh, expensive players uh, do you well and do you justice. For myself, Loaz Izikubu. Hola, Makwaza. Maika. Your surname, please, sir. Enyadike. What's he running away from? I'm not running away. Put your name. Yeah, someone is thinking, which maker is that? (laughs) Put your name on all your comments, like you keep saying about Liverpool. From all of us here on Pitch Invasion. It's goodbye.